thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not trying to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. We have been having a good time looking at something on this series we've been teaching out of my book called The Price of the Double Portion Anointing. Now, don't let the title mislead you. Um, although this book is written specifically to those in, five t- in fivefold ministry, it is written generally to every believer. So it's not just for fivefold. I don't want people to think that those that would stand in the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, pulpit office, or ministry. It's not just for that, but it includes something, principles that every believer must be skillful with. Yeah. And the reason every believer must be skillful because within every believer, there's an anointing that abides in us. Amen. Every believer has that. And so we want to be skillful toward that anointing that abides within. What is it that causes that anointing to flow unhindered? We want to be skillful with it. That anointing that abides within, the measure of it does not increase. And so you can't cause the measure of anointing to increase by what you do, but you can, through being skillful with the word, we can, if I could say this, facilitate the flow of it, yield to it greater, know what it can do and respond to it in a way that we have a greater flow of it. Our skill toward it can grow. And we know this, that for those who stand in a fivefold ministry, that they're a pulpit ministry, there's an anointing that comes upon. Now that's different than what every believer has, but there is an anointing that comes upon and it's just so so ministers can meet the needs and minister more effectively to the people. It's not for their own personal life. It's for ministry. That anointing that comes upon can be increased. And so we do talk about that in this book, but the anointing that abides within is, is also affected by the principles that we teach in this book. So that's why it's important for us to take this time and bring this to you. Um, I had an experience in 2018 uh, when I went over to St. Petersburg, Russia, and Jesus came into my hotel room and spoke to me for about an hour. Did I see him in the flesh? No, I did not. But uh, it was a spiritual experience. By word of knowledge, I knew that. Um, I've been teaching. That's what the book is about, that happening. And um, I've been taking segments of what he said that night and I have been teaching on it. So let's, I can't read the whole thing every episode, but I'm going to read a a segment of it. Jesus said to me that night, he said, when Elisha asked for a double portion of the anointing that was up on Elijah, Elijah told him he asked a hard thing. It was not hard for God, but it would call for a hardness of Elisha toward his mind and flesh. Mm -hmm. Now pay attention to that. 
Jesus said he could not be tolerant toward weakness of the mind and flesh if he was to carry a double portion anointing. You know, even though we're not, we're not saying that every believer will have a double portion anointing because, because they won't, they, right. they don't need that. Right. But we all do have to be disciplined toward our mind and our flesh. Yes. That's true across the board yes. because that has an effect on the anointing that abides within what it can do for us. Yes. Amen. Amen. So Jesus went on and he said that night, he said, you must be sober about the responsibilities that anointing calls for. It calls for us to be, for you to be pleased to bring yourself in line with the responsibilities of the anointing. Then he went on and talked about what are the responsibilities of the anointing? Well, number one, walk in the spirit. How are you going to walk in the spirit by feeding and meditating on the word and by your time in prayer, fellowship with God, the word and prayer. Amen. Amen. That we have to have those things strongly in place and be a doer of the word. We can't just say, well, I have an anointing that abides within, but it only can flow as we are a doer of the word. So this is what Jesus was talking about is our responsibilities toward the anointing. So part of that responsibility is keeping the mind and body under the dominion of the spirit of our born again spirit, not letting our mind lead us or our body rule us, but letting our spirit dominate us. Amen. Amen. Jesus went on that night and he said this, my yoke is light and easy. Then he said, this can be accomplished walking in the spirit, being dominated by the word and having time in, in a, a life, a, a lifestyle of prayer, of fellowshipping with God. He said, this can be carried out, uh, with, with lightness and ease. And he said, as you do these things, it will help you keep the door closed to the mind and the flesh through which Satan and his strategies gain entrance. Mm-hmm. So when the devil wants to, if I could say this, when he, uh, tries to attack someone or hinder someone, he's going to work through the mental or the physical arena. And uh, so as we renew our minds to the word and as we live in ongoing fellowship with our father throughout the day, making this a lifestyle, not just moments, but a flow of our day, um, then he's saying, then you can keep the door easily closed to the enemy. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Now, um, it's important for us because um, Jesus said all the, after that, he said this to me. He said, meditate often and much on the lightness and the ease of my yoke so that you think right. Mm-hmm. Now, how many of you know following his plan for our life is not hard? Right. It's not a hard thing. It's not a hard thing. What's hard is following our own plan and trying to have success. Now that's hard. Success is already built into his plan. It's built in. As we walk out his plan, we, we experience success because there's no failure associated with God's plan. It's only success. So, uh, what, what the enemy would like for us to do is when God commands something of us, calls us to do something, what he's commanded of us in his word. The devil would love for us to think, I can't live that way. I can't do that. I can't, you know, I'm having a hard time disciplining my mind. I I, I can't not worry. No, you can not worry. 
because the word is the way of doing that by being a doer of the word. So we can't think that what God is telling us to do, what the word is telling us to do or walking in the spirit, we can't think that these things are a difficulty for us. If we treat them in the thought life as a difficulty, we turn them hard. And so uh, we have to realize that anything Jesus commands of us it's light and easy because we're yoked up with the one who's doing it. Yes. He empowers us yes. to do it. Yes. We're doing it by God's strength, yes. by his ability, yes. his grace. We're yoked up with his plan. We're yoked up with his ability. And that's what makes it easy. If we're not yoked up with him, that's what makes it hard. But the devil wants people to think wrongly about what God's told them to do because he wants them to think they have to do it in their own ability. They're trying to fulfill it. They're trying to live right and do everything the right way. We can only do that as we're yoked up with him. Yoked up with his word. Amen. So uh, what we see all around us in the world is the hardness of the flow of the world. It's a hard flow out in the world. It's a hard flow. And we have been delivered from that flow. We have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness, translated into the kingdom of his dear son. So we're also translated out of the hard flow of the world into the easy and light flow of being yoked up with Jesus and his word and the plan of God. Amen. Um, because the, the hardness of the flow of this world is around us, we see it. The mind can easily slip back into the natural and start thinking wrong toward what God's called us to do. So we have to train ourselves in right thinking. What is that? The thoughts of the word, the thoughts of the word. Now, go with me, if you would, to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 29. And I'm going to read out the Amplified Classic Translation. Now, remember, Jesus said to me that night, he said, my yoke is light and easy. And then he said, meditate often and much on the lightness and ease of my yoke Mm -hmm. so that you think right toward these things, toward what things, toward what he's commanded us to do, toward what he's called us to do, for what he has entrusted to us. Because the devil would love for you to think that in your own ability, you can't do it. Well, we're not doing this in our own ability. We're relying on on his ability by walking in the spirit. Now, Mark 11, 29, uh, Amplified Classic Translation reads this way. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Notice this. He doesn't force any yoke upon us. Mm, The devil will try to force things upon people, but everything of God's is received. So Jesus said, take my yoke Mm -hmm. upon you. Look at this and learn of me for I am gentle, Mm -hmm. meek and humble, lowly in heart, and you will find rest, relief, and ease and refreshment and recreation and blessed quiet for your souls. What's your soul? The mental arena. Notice if things are being troubled up here, ah, he offers us a different flow. Amen. And it goes on for my yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing, but it's comfortable. Ah, Listen, God did not call us to, to be ridden hard and put away wet. Right. 
You know, that's what they would say about a horse, a workhorse. They'd ride them hard and put them away wet at night. That's not us. God's not riding us hard, you know, making life hard. No, look at this. But it's wholesome. It's comfortable. I love this. Gracious and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne. Ah, my, my, my. There's a lot said in those two verses. What's this? This is to govern our thinking. We're to think in these terms. We're to think in terms that we'll find rest, relief, ease, refreshment, recreation, and quiet for our soul. If we're not experiencing that, we're drawing on the wrong flow. We're yielding to the wrong flow. Um, And then he says that his yoke is light, that it's not harsh. It's not hard. It's not sharp. Have you ever had something that you were wearing and there was just a piece of it that was bothering you and it annoyed you all day long or poking on you? Have you ever done, had that? Uh, and you noticed it all day long. Nothing of his yoke will, 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 will draw notice in the wrong way. It's all comfortable. It's all gracious is what the word said. It's pleasant. How many times the devil has painted God differently? painted the plan of God for our life differently or us walking out the plan is differently. Wrong thinking paints it the wrong way. And the devil would love for us to think wrong. Well, thinking in line with this, and this this is what Jesus said, meditate often and much on the lightness and ease of my yoke. So he's saying meditate on these verses of what your life should look like every day. So the phrase in verse 29, Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. Look at the next phrase, and learn of me. Mm, learn of me. We are to learn how Jesus lived, how he conducted himself, and learn how he walked through hardness with ease. Remember in his own hometown of Nazareth, he got up and he preached. Luke chapter 4 records it. The Spirit of the Lord's upon me because he's anointed me. And he goes on to tell the job description of the anointing upon him. Then he said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your hearing. Well, they didn't like that. They didn't like saying that he was the one that would fulfill all this. Um, so they, they got angry with him and they took him out of the city to the edge of a cliff to push him off a cliff. Don't you think that's a pretty hard place? Yes. <laughs> you preach one sermon and it arrives you at the cliff. Right? Right? Uh, And the King James says that he walked through the midst of them. They intended to throw him off. And when they got him to the place where they intended to throw him off, they couldn't. He just walked right out of that situation. One translation said he he disappeared and showed up in another city. What is that? The ease of God's flow delivered him out of that hard place. This is what we learn, that anytime something hard came against Jesus, uh, by him obeying God, doing the word, staying in uh, what God had told him to do, everything became easy. Amen. 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 So to learn of him, we have to learn how he walked, learn how he spoke, learn how he thought, learn how he ministered to people, learn how he addressed it. Amen. Because he was our example in the light and easy flow. Now, Luke chapter 4, we quoted Luke chapter 4 of Jesus in his hometown of Nazareth. But before that, he was baptized 
by John the Baptist in the River Jordan. After that event happened, it says in Luke chapter 4, verse 1, and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Now notice this. He was led to a place where he was going to be tempted 40 days and 40 nights. But this is what I want you to see in verse 1, and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost was led of the Spirit. It's easier to know the leading of the Spirit when you're full. Now see, Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. Learn how he did it. How did he face difficult things with ease? He faced them full. Full of the Word, full of the Spirit. This is the light and easy flow. This is called walking in the Spirit, being full of the Word, being full of the Spirit. Since that's how he was able to fulfill and accomplish God's plan, we can't expect to fulfill God's plan any other way. Being full of the Word, full of the Spirit. For every believer, that's the elevated flow. That's the highest flow God has for us. How do we accomplish living in its highest sense? Walking in the Spirit. That means being full of the Word, being full of the Spirit, following and being a doer of the Word, following the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Living in the Spirit is simply allowing our spirit to dominate us rather than our mind and our flesh. That's what living in the Spirit is. It's not being odd. It's not walking around speaking in Scripture and verse all the time, but Scripture and verse should govern how we speak. Amen. Amen. We must become skillful at living and walking in the Spirit by practicing it every day. Take every day to practice letting the Word dominate you, living full of the Word and yielding to the Holy Ghost, your Spirit within you. Amen. No matter matter what skill we're trying to learn, we have to practice it. And this has to be practiced also. Whether or not people realize it, Once you're born again, you are a New Testament believer. And whether or not you realize it, life in the Spirit is to be the emphasis of the New Testament believer. Life in the Spirit, not life dominated by the the mental, not life dominated and pushed around by the flesh, but life being led by your spirit being. That's the emphasis for the New Testament believer. We're instructed. The Word tells us in the New Testament, it says this, uh, walk in the Spirit, live in the Spirit, Pray in the Spirit. Sing in the Spirit. What do you think that God's getting over to us? In the Spirit. Being led and dominated by our spirit. Amen. Um, That night in Russia, Jesus went on to say to me, he said, in my presence is fullness of joy. Carry out my plan in my presence. Then you will hold yourself in the joy of the flow where the mind and body are always kept under the dominion of your spirit. Isn't that amazing? Through continual intake of the word. Amen. Um, Look at Psalm chapter 16. Psalm chapter 16 and verse 11. Now, Jesus said to me that night, in my presence is fullness of joy, so carry out my plan in my presence. Do you remember what, um, when God appeared, that burning bush, Moses out in the wilderness encounters this burning bush. God speaks to him out of this bush, talked to him about 
um, the assignment, going back, delivering his people out of Egypt. And in the course of the conversations in this assignment and the uh, God giving him clarity of what he was to do, um, Moses said, who will go with us? And he said, I'll go with you. My presence will go with you. And Moses said, if your presence doesn't go, I'm not going, basically. <laughs> Meaning he would not try to fulfill this divine assignment apart from the presence of God. Yes. Now, know this. The, God is in you. The greater one is in you. You're never out of his presence. But what I'm referring to and what Jesus was referring to in his presence means is living mindful of who's in us. Too many times people are more mindful of what's coming against the mind. They're mindful of their flesh, but they're not mindful. Wait a minute. The greater one is in me, whether I feel it or not. The greater one is in me. The anointing of God is in me. There's an anointing that abides within me. It never leaves. This is called walking in the spirit. You're mindful of who's in you and the flow that's in you. This is called living in his presence, being more mindful of him than anything else. This is something we practice. How do we practice it? Start every day worshiping him. Start every day in the spirit, turning toward your spirit and then live mindful of him all throughout the day. Turn your attention toward him. Talk to him as though he's there because he is. Amen. So Psalm chapter 16 and verse 11 says, in his presence is fullness of joy. Look at this. I want, uh, let me read the whole verse to you. It says, that will show me the path of life. Yes. Then he tells us what the path of life is. In thy presence is fullness of joy. Yes. At thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Yes. This is the path of life. This yes. is the way to live the highest flow of life, yes. living it mindful of who's in you. Yes. Mindful. I don't care what I'm facing. I'm never alone. Yes. Amen. Amen. Mindful of the greater one. Look, it says in his presence is fullness of joy. So in his presence is where fullness is. It's where joy becomes full. Living in his presence offers us a life full of joy, not heartache. When people aren't living joyful, we know this, we're not being mindful of him. We're not being mindful of his word. We're not being mindful of who's in us. To worry, we have to forget him. And we're constantly, we're constantly told, remember. Remember the right thing and forget what ought to be forgotten, but remember the right thing. Amen. To live apart from being mindful of his presence is to live less than fullness. And I don't know about you. I don't want to live less than full. Amen. Of, of the greater one in me, mindful. Um, his best is that we all live and carry out his plan in his presence, not trying to do it in our, in in our mental capacity, not trying to do it physically, but just relying upon him. You know, I love something that one minister said. He said, before I go out to minister to the people, he say, God, there's nothing in me in and called his own name Mm -hmm. 
there's nothing in me for these people, but there's everything in the God that's in me for these people. Now that's called living in his presence. That's called walking in the spirit. You're living mindful of who's in you. So when you're faced with a difficulty, remember this, greater is he that's in me than this difficulty. That's called walking in the spirit. That's called living mindful of his presence. Amen. A life lived in his presence is fueled by a continual intake of the word and prayer. We cannot live mindful of him if we neglect his word. We cannot live mindful of him if we're, if we're not communicating with him in prayer. Prayer is simply talking to God. When you're talking to God, you're praying. When you're praying, you're talking to God. So a life lived in his presence is fueled by the word and by prayer. Amen. In his presence, our spirit is strengthened and fortified to take the lead. That's how we keep from having a weakened spirit. Amen. Amen. The word tells us that a strong spirit, this is in in the book of Psalms in the Amplified Classic Translation says, the strong spirit of a man will sustain him in bodily weakness and pain. What's he saying? That you can expect bodily weakness and pain? No, he's saying that if bodily weakness and pain were to come, you have another place to draw from. You don't have to just draw from your body because a strong spirit of a man, now he can draw the strength of his spirit and overcome that. Amen. So we're to have a strong spirit. Walk in the spirit. Live mindful of his presence. How do we do that? We have to live full of the word and full of the spirit. Amen. Amen. Struggles of the mind and struggles of the flesh lose sway when we're mindful of him. Now listen to me. Struggles of the mind, struggles of the flesh, they lose a hold on us when we're mindful of him. Amen. Why? The word tells us, I believe it's Psalm chapter 9 verse 1 and verses 1 and 3 basically say this, that in his presence, my enemies fall and perish at his presence. My enemies fall and perish at his presence. So what's that mean? We can run into that, that high tower. He's in us, but we need to in our, in our thought life, in our attention, wait a minute. I'm in a place of safety of his presence. Nothing can reach me here. Amen. We have to talk about who's in us. And that's how we get things to fall off of us that we have yielded to. Well, we've been teaching out of the book, The Price of the Double Portion Anointing. We want you to get your own copy of it. You can go to JesusTheHealer.org and you can purchase your copy there. And uh, you might want to get a copy, not just for you, but for someone else too. It'll be a blessing to you. Feed on this because there's anointing that abides within you. And we want to become skillful with that anointing and not leave it unaccessed, not hinder the flow of it. Amen. And you want to join us next time. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In this book, The Price of the Double Portion Anointing, Nancy Dufresne gives clarity on how we are to walk successfully in this era. It instructs those in the ministry, but also brings instruction to every believer in helping them to fulfill the will of God for their lives. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. 
Come join us for our Jesus the Healer Crusade in Fresno, California at Elite Event Venue, located at 4105 West Fig Garden Drive, Fresno, California, 93722. The dates are March 25th through the 29th. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Come expecting miracles. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DeframeMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.